Up next, the news you can use from YAA. It's your 30-minute fix for all your car questions, industry news, and tips you can use when buying your next vehicle. We're your hosts, Ray and Zach Shepska, the founders of YAA. We're here every weekday, live at noon Eastern. Check us out at joinyaa.com. Come on! Well, it's noon here in downtown Ventnor City, New Jersey, and in downtown Bethesda, Maryland. And this is news that you can use from Car Edge with your hosts, Zach and Ray. And um, apparently, uh, you're still in my kitchen. Bless your heart. You know, I'm trying my best, Pops. I uh, I want to move back in. I don't know if I've made that apparent at this point, but I want to move back in. I'm trying to move back in. Let me sleep on the couch pretty please. Oh, but Dad, sure. reality, anything for you, anything for you. <laughs> you have sacrificed a lot for me in your career. Here's the deal, folks. We are going to talk about Fed funds meeting yesterday, vehicle affordability. Those are the two big things. Got a couple other stories queued up. And I really, you got to be kidding me that I encourage you to stick around for before we do, Dad. Yes. Before we do. I haven't done yes. this in a while. I spent okay. a significant amount of time yesterday working on some pages over on Car Edge. I just want to remind everyone that we have the Car Edge consultations, the Car Edge coaching, and the Car Edge concierge, as well as our Car Edge Plus membership. And I worked on the graphic design with the help of the team. We got Phil here. He's been helping folks buy cars for five years. We got me getting consult calls, looking all happy. I encourage everyone, or I'm asking everyone, come to the website, check out these updated pages, click on buying help, and share your feedback. Very curious to hear how you think about what we're doing here. We got Miss Kimberly Klein there and the black book data, for example, and us walking you through that roadmap with our team. So please take a peek back at caredge.com. I mean, I spent, I spent like three hours yesterday working on that, and I really would love some feedback from the community. Well, first of all, I think it looks great. Uh, but Thank if you. I may, I don't know if you've seen in the comments, but the new huh. Car Edge logo, many people think it, it looks like the 45 record um insert for now you have no idea what that is I you know need it, to look I it up no, yeah. but when there were record players and the 33 and a third records you know they yeah. had that one little hole and it would slide down on, on the on the, the thing that the, the thing that stuck up like my finger okay. Was, okay well the 45 had a much larger opening the 45 records rpm records and so you actually needed this plastic insert that you had to put on in the record in that hole. Huh. So it would fit over that spindle thing, the pole um, and spindle. See, spindle. I have no um, clue what you're talking about. Yeah, I, I know you don't, but many people do. And at some, <laughs> and at some point you need to look that. We'll do it on the show. We'll do it on the show. Let's yeah. jump in. Pops, people get on me for doing advertisements. People are going to get on you for doing stories. Actually, people love your stories. What am I saying? They're going to get on me for getting on. Ugh. All right. Fed funds rate, Dad. It went yes. up another quarter point yesterday. Now, I just want to pull this up on the screen. I know it might be a little hard to see. This is the most recent data we have <clears throat> on auto loans. So we've yes. got used auto loans, and I know I'm zoomed in, but you can see over here on the Y-axis, well above 12% says up here, 12.88% is the average APR pre-Fed funds increase yesterday, 12.88. Wow. Uh, new cars, that 8.41%. And look at the 
you know we love we love talking about slopes and velocities here. Look at the slope, Dad. That is a pretty aggressive increase. Fed funds rate is the purple line down here. So you can see pretty clearly, no one should be too surprised by this, as the uh, cost to hold on to money goes up, the cost to, to borrow money uh, goes up. So the Fed funds rate is increasing, which is obviously increasing new car interest rates and used car interest rates. And that's the big story today, Dad, is we had another increase from Jerome Powell and the Federal Reserve, another quarter point. And they've indicated that they want to get the Fed funds rate over 5%. We're not quite there yet. We are getting close, however, um, 45 to 4.75% right now. They want to get it up even higher, Dad. Go ahead. Could I say that slope that you were showing? That reminds me of the incline. When I was climbing Mount no, I never climbed Mount Everest, <laughs> but, but but that's a pretty significant slope, to say the least. And for consumers, that slope is not a good thing. Um, if interest rates are averaging 12.88% on pre-owned cars, the fact that the Fed raised uh, the Fed rate again by 25 bips or basis points yesterday would it, I know you would appreciate that would indicate to me that uh, at some point shortly the average interest rate on a pre-owned automobile loan will be in excess of 13 um, yep. percent now we have lived through the last decade or so with really really cheap interest rates historically yep cheap interest rates, which gave everybody this false sense of security that they could afford to buy things because you wouldn't pay much interest on it when you did if and you if bought I, it on time. Go ahead. And, and if I may, Dad, look at the purple line on this chart, guys. This is the Fed funds rate from 2020 to 2021. It was at zero or as close to zero as you could possibly get. Even before then, it was well below 4%. We are in you know, if you've got a very short-term memory, you know, the past three, four years, we're in uncharted territory, Dad, where, you know, it actually, the Fed funds rate is, is higher than 3%. Well, it is for recent history. Now, I can remember back to the day in the yeah. 80s during the Reagan administration and, or the early part of the Reagan administration, uh, right after the Carter administration, where interest rates shot up for automobiles uh you know they were 16 18 percent was a good rate on a car loan okay so it has been a very very long time uh since we've seen interest rates for used cars approaching anything near 13 percent. i mean it, it is it is almost historically high now if you if you take into consideration that the average transaction price on a pre-owned car is a little under $30,000. Well, at those type of interest rates, those payments get awfully, awfully expensive. Um, and many, yeah. many of those less expensive pre-owned cars are older, which means you can't get extended term financing per se, and even if you could, you shouldn't. Um, uh, you know, so you might be looking at a sixty-month note at thirteen percent. You know, with a payment of five hundred and fifty or six hundred dollars a month, which is staggeringly high. 
Yeah, I've got a couple more things to queue up in the show, Dad, that build off of your momentum here. I want to pull our, or turn our attention to Rodney. Rodney, thanks for the contribution. Rodney Thank says, you. I remember that little thing, Ray, when I was a kid. It totally does look similar. <laughs> L-O-L. All right. Well, you know, how, what was I? I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Wait, is it a you good know, thing? I, well, it's, 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 almost, it's almost nostalgic in nature for those of us old enough to remember what the 45 record little <laughs> disc spindle thing was. Um, we're going to do at the end of the show. I'm going to look it up and we're all, we're all going to uh, yeah. And when you look it up, you're going to go, holy mackerel, they do look similar. Hey, a couple other comments in the chat, and then seriously, want to want to cue some stuff up for you, pops. Uh, Laura says, "Happy Throwback Thursday, Edgers." I I could get behind calling us. Uh, you're an edger. I'm an edger. We all edge, right? Edging. As long as I'm not a badger, but I can be <laughs> a badger yourself. on behalf of consumers everywhere. Well said. Do yourself a favor and watch one of the archive videos from a couple of years ago, just as good now as they were then. Hey, you know, on this channel, the Rain Zach channel, we have some of the car reviews or drive along videos that we used to do. <laughs> I haven't watched those in a while, Dad. I might go back and watch one. Those were fun. Maybe we'll do that again someday. And Joshua says, uh, credit union guy here, used car rates right now with tier three, so 659, 640 FICO is between 10.5% and 15%. For tier four, even lower. Oh, man. I mean, that's what you're getting for a new car. I mean, it's it's incredible to see how expensive it has become. And now, Deb. Yes. Now, I want to turn our attention to a piece of data that comes out from uh, Cox Automotive every single month. This is all the way back in January 17th. It's the affordability index. And so we already had, and I promise I'll tie this all together, we already had in January a new low in terms of vehicle affordability, essentially what you're looking at here is the number of median weeks of income needed to purchase the average new vehicle in November. It increased to 44 weeks from 43.3 weeks the month before. This is going to go up even higher, Dad, when we get the data from December, when we get the data from January. And that's because if we take a peek here, give me one quick second. We just got data from Ford today. Their sales yeah. were up in January 2%. We got data from other automakers. We have the, a video coming out on the Car Edge channel soon. Their sales were stronger than expected. And while their sales were stronger than expected, they're also doing things like this, increasing prices for, I don't know, their most affordable vehicles like the Ford Maverick. So, Pops, we have an affordability crisis that at every turn, you and I are finding reasons to believe it's not going to go away anytime soon. Most people finance, the automakers are making more money than ever before their sales are increasing and they're getting rid of slash increasing the price of their entry level trim options. This is not, this is a recipe for disaster on the affordability front. Uh, yes, it is for most people. And, you know, a lot of the sales increase, um, there was, there was a sales increase for the month of January, which was somewhat unexpected. But yeah. if you dig a little deeper into the numbers, you will notice that that the increase was primarily due to a spike in fleet sales, something that that manufacturers were unable to accommodate just a few months ago. Um, yeah. Retail sales, consumer sales were actually down uh, January 2023 from January 2022, but overall sales were up because of the fleet sales. 
Um, so when you dig a little deeper, you can see that even though dealers and manufacturers might have had a better than expected month, it wasn't necessarily because of the retail customers. It was because of those fleet sales that produce a, the lowest potential profit margins, and typically those vehicles have the lowest profit margins for the manufacturers. So it was a good news, bad news thing, and they're highlighting the good news in that, well, sales were higher than what anybody expected, but the bad news was that the retail side of things was actually, for customers, was actually down. Um, let's dig into uh, let's dig into Ford uh, a little bit more, Dad. So we've got here, and this is um, we're all going to look at this live together. Total Ford sales for January increased two percent to one hundred forty-six thousand. EV sales increased a hundred percent. Hybrid, and this is year over year. Hybrid yes. vehicle sales were up twenty-six percent. ICE vehicles were up twenty-two or two point two percent, I should say. Magnitudes of scale here are significantly different. Yes, they sold five thousand EVs, seventy-eight hundred hybrids. 133,000 internal combustion engine vehicles. I don't care as much about brand and model. Do they break it out here by fleet? Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. No, unfortunately, Ford doesn't have it broken out here by fleet. So that's disappointing. We can't see how yes. much of their their gains, their 2% gains in sales year over year were a result of consumer retail versus fleet. If that if, if Ford's numbers are fleet well, as well, Dad, you're, you're definitely on to something. That would be... That would be the, the 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 bright spot here for the affordability crisis. Would be okay. The manufacturers have co uh, production capabilities, and retail sales actually are slowing down. The headlines right now definitely don't lead that way. And and I believe in my heart of hearts that the reason the headlines don't read that way is because they want to paint a much brighter picture than is really out there. Um, yeah, it's great to say, oh, yeah, sales increased in January. It's a, you know, we're, we're on a 17 million uh, car annual target. Okay. But retail customer sales declined. Okay. That should be the real story. But that's not a positive for the industry. Um, now, my suspicion is, my guess is that most of the mainstream media outlets are going to play up the fact that sales were greater than expected um, and, and, and consumers who find themselves out of the market because they can't afford these cars are going to be looking at that headline going, well, who the hell's buying these cars if sales were greater than expected? Well, that who the hell are fleet customers, okay? which could be governmental fleets. It could be uh, large industry fleets. It we'll get the fleet breakdown fleets. from, yeah, we'll get that fleet breakdown from Cox Automotive here in a couple of weeks, and it'll say exactly where the fleet sales went out to. Yeah, no, you're 100% right. And it's not going to be rental car companies. I can assure you that. Those, they've seen their demand tick down, so I doubt they're the ones that are, that are really uh, uh, pushing things up. Pops, we've got really interesting comments. Let's read this here from Bob. Okay. If this is year over year, then sales really are lower than they should be. January 2022 inventory was about half of January 2023 inventory. So sales should have been up a ton, not 2%. Right. And that actually hits on this comment from Watsia. If sales are continuing to rise, isn't that evidence the Fed hasn't raised rates high enough to affect them? I think Bob's hitting the nail on the head. Rates rising and what you're saying has affected them. We're just getting caught up in the spin from the, like the, the industry media, which is this yes. is great. This is good. No, your inventory's doubled. 
and your sales pretty much stayed flat or declined on the retail side. That is the impact of rising interest rates. That is the impact of you choosing to only manufacture expensive vehicles. Didn't didn't stay flat on the retail side. They declined. If you look at that headline in Automotive News, it states in the subhead that retail sales were down. Okay? But the headline was sales expected to climb 25 to 6.4% in the month of January. Well, that 25 to 6.4% had nothing to do, that increase had nothing to do with the retail customers. Okay, so Bob's point is exactly correct. If in January 2022, the New on-hand inventory at franchise dealers was around 900,000 units. And in January, it was slightly more than 1.8 million units. And retail sales declined. That doesn't really bode well for the industry. That doesn't... that. So, so to play on the headline that sales were up unexpectedly in January is painting the wrong picture for the American public out there. The picture should have been, the headline should have been, even though sales have increased slightly, retail customer purchases are still declining. I think this, uh, the headline should have been that, if I may. Uh, new car inventories increase 70% year over year. Retail sales decline 3% year over year or whatever. That would that would paint the picture of what's yes. happened in the auto industry. And that would also make it very clear that what these automakers are choosing to do by producing their more expensive vehicles is not a feasible long-term option for them because we are seeing inventories start to build up. So, you know, it's interesting. I, I follow a lot of people in the automotive space and they are all preaching, look, you know, the auto market's coming back. This was just a the downward pressure on prices on the new and used car side. It was just momentary. The more I'm talking to you about it, the more I'm realizing they're they're wrong. They're just drinking the Kool-Aid. They are very wrong. If anything, you read between the lines here, there's a lack of consumer demand and a buildup of inventory happening, no matter how you slice it. They're they're buying the headline and not looking at the meat inside the sandwich, okay? Wow, just, well said. They're just not looking at, at, at what what comprised those numbers. And, and I mean, I, and I don't know if you have that, that uh, automotive news article yeah. available. Pull it up. It'll. I mean, it literally says it in the subhead. Um, well, they and, may have updated it an hour ago, pops. But it says Ford, Honda, no. Hyundai, Kia, Subaru rack up sales gains. Toyota slides. Light vehicle deliveries are forecast to rise two point four to six point five percent in January. Analysts say with sharply higher fleet shipments offsetting. There you go. Lower retail volume. Okay, that. That's the the crux of it. And everybody that's going, oh, my God, the automobile industry's back. Sales are back. It's not. I mean, but it's the last three words of the subhead, lower retail volume. It's there in plain sight. And everybody is just overlooking it because they want to. Okay. Um, it It's called... The Greek word for it is scotoma. Okay. That means blind spot. And mm. and so people read that that subhead and they don't see they, they don't see that blind spot, the last three words at the end. 
And that's the most important aspect of what we're talking about with what happened in January. More and more consumers find themselves out of the market. Dealers and manufacturers are playing to a much smaller audience than they did in the past. And that is what the real problem is, because the audience is shrinking and continues to shrink. And that doesn't bode well for any type of sustained growth in the industry. It just doesn't. God, you're good. Well, I don't know how good I am, but I like to think I'm logical. No, I, I, I think you're on it, man. I see a lot of folks in the comments and in the chat, excuse me, talking about interest rates. All right. We did this yesterday on the show. Let's do it again today, Pops. Let's take a peek at what our credit union partners' current rates are. So if you go to finance, let's click on finance. I'm going to scroll on down here once the page loads. All right. Let's check it. We checked this just the other day. Let's see. Has Wings updated? No, we're still... Maybe rates will update tomorrow, Pops, but... but you know, rates here at Wings haven't changed yet. They're one of our credit union partners. Let's check another one. Let's check. We didn't check EECU yesterday, so let's check them out today. Let's see here. Let's see. It's loading. It's loading. 4.74%. You can get as low as 4.7. Doesn't mean you're going to be immediately guaranteed, you know, or qualified at 4.74%. But we haven't seen significant increases. All in, I know, increased their um, their rates. And, and Pops, it is so easy to get pre-qualified. It literally takes seconds, and we vetted these credit unions that we work with. So please avail yourself of that resource, caredge.com slash finance. And if I may, yep, to get pre-qualified is a soft pull. You'll, far, you'll hardly feel it. <laughs> you'll hardly feel it. <laughs> All right, if you got issues, please email us, help at join, whoa, help at caredge.com. Yeah. Uh, we will help you via email or via chat. Okay, Dad, we've got Igor live at the auctions, reporting live from the auction that I am at right now. One, two, and three-year-old cars are up in value. Also, 10-year-old car- cars and older are up as well. That's what we heard from Black Book. That seems to make sense. Yes, yes, unfortunate, but sense. We've got here from Eric, floor plan person here. We love floor plan people in the chat and in the community. Some dealerships will start running out of credit lines this year, which will be an interesting time. They need to move the metal. Prices should have a sharp decline in Q3. This is why I put Carvana in the thumbnail for today's stream, because I'm thinking exactly that. They're going to just have more pressure as a result of the Fed increasing the Fed funds rate. Like, Why would lenders want to have an even riskier um, asset on their books or, or, or liability on their books lending to Carvana? They're going to be doing curtailment uh, payments and things like that. I... I got a lot of questions around floor plans, a lot of questions around dealers sitting on inventory that is significantly upside down in the same way that consumers are significantly upside down Mm -hmm. uh, on on used cars that they purchased as well. So it's interesting take from someone in the industry thinking about that as well, Dad. It will be be an interesting time for um, the dealerships and the banks, especially if the uh, retail volume continues to decline. And the inventories continue to build up and interest rates continue to go up. Um, It just means that it's going to get more and more expensive every month for these dealerships to uh, floor plan 
their inventory, the interest rate, the interest that they're going to have to write a check for so that they could have inventory sitting on their lot is going up every month while sales are going down. You can't tell me that that's not a recipe for disaster. Are you still holding out that you think later on this year will be, again, if you're on the cash side, cash is king, it's going to be a great time to be negotiating. I mean, the way you broke down the new car side of things makes me still think that later on this year will be a good time to be a buyer in the market. Prices will be negotiable. I believe that's my sense. If, if you know, reading between the lines on that uh, sales uh, for January with retail yeah. sales actually down and continuing to go down, um, and fewer and fewer people in the market, harder for more and more people to actually qualify for a car loan, uh, harder for those yeah. who qualify for a car loan to find loan terms uh, that produce an affordable monthly payment. Um, so yeah, those who have cash and make it really easy for a dealership to complete a transaction and that they don't have to, they don't have to worry about loan to value ratios. They don't yeah. have to worry about a bank saying yes. Those people that have cash will have leverage, leverage that we haven't seen for the past two or three years. Those dealers that we talked about many, 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 many months ago in Texas who said to their customers, if if you don't finance it through us, you can't buy it. Well, guess what? How many more of their customers who would like to finance it through them can't get approved to finance it through them? So those yeah. dealers that resisted cash buyers in the past they're going to be extending a hand to those people saying, welcome to our dealership. Feel free to write us a check. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, and, and their dealerships are just for the most part are just reactionary. They're never, yeah. they're, they're reactive, never proactive. Um, and, and, you know, so the ones that really tried to screw people in the past, my hope is that dealer that the that the consumers remember that and boycott those dealers at all costs. I'm right there with you, pops. I'm right yeah. there with you. We got a couple comments in the chat that I think are worth pulling up, and then I really got to be kidding me that I think is quite funny from Brandon over at Car Questions Answered. If you're not following Brandon's channel, please do. Please we do. We have no affiliation yeah. with Brandon. We just think his content's really great. We feel we feel privileged that he joins us every other week on Wednesdays. Seeing it's a Whoa, that was rough. Seeing some floor plan companies repoing cars from dealers. They dump the cars at auction to, quote, help them sell them. Yeah, I, someone who's at the auction multiple times per week giving you this insight, guys. And, and it is different across the country. We had a DM come in the other day from a dealer uh, working in Southern California. Over there, we're seeing a lot of pressure that's pushing prices up. And Igor is even in the chat today saying yeah. you know, certain vehicles, certain model years, prices going up. But then you're also seeing things like that from Brandon the banks are literally repoing cars from dealerships and liquidating the asset. And that's a, that's a storyline. Again, Carvana is on the thumbnail today because that's a storyline of Carvana that we think, I think personally we're going to see as this year mm -hmm. plays out is the liquidation of their assets as a result of ally. who has got billions of dollars in floor plan tied up with them saying, what the hell are you guys doing? Stop doing $500 price drops. Let's just go liquidate the things. And I saw actually, I had a, a community member send to me that a Facebook ad, Carvana doing more paid marketing for their Carvana auctions platform where they are doing, I mean, they bought a Desa, they have an auction platform. They're just selling mm -hmm. their cars themselves. So 
the liquidation piece of this puzzle is happening. It's just not quite at the scale that's going to, you know, mag, you know, materially in uh, uh, decrease uh, used card prices across the nation all at once. No, that's correct. You're correct with that. Thank you, Dad. We You're have welcome. from Richard saying, "How do you tell how long a vehicle has been sitting on a dealer's lot?" Ah, oh, I love this question, Dad. You know why I love this question? Uh, you get to you get to show them how to utilize some tools at Car Edge. I'm on Car Edge. I'm going to click on Buy. That's going to take me into my Car Edge, which is kind of like my account within Car Edge. And uh, literally right here on every single vehicle, it'll say how long it's been on the dealer's lot. And the cool thing about this, so for example, with this Porsche, wow, that is expensive. Holy cow. Um, if I scroll down here, I can see the price history. So I can see all the different prices that they've advertised this vehicle for over time, as well as the estimated out the door price and my monthly monthly payment calculator i can obviously go get pre-approved at one of those credit unions that we were talking about as well right here from within my car edge so please again go avail yourself of that information i shall thank you dad you ready you're welcome yes really you You gotta gotta be be kidding me. me All right, Dad, this comes by way of Bloomberg. Porsche Blunder puts a $148,000 sports car on sale for, I don't know, just $18,000. Wow. When a Porsche AG dealership in China, yes, the dealership, franchise dealership model exists in China, posted an online ad for the latest Panamera. It wasn't the sedan's sleek curves that grabbed the most attention. It was the bargain price. Drivers dreaming of a touch of luxury thought their luck was in after the dealership appeared to be offering the car for a bargain 124000 yuan, yuan, excuse me, $18,000 USD price, at about one-eighth the actual starting price. Now, Dad, here's the deal. Not, you know, blunders happen. That's not why it's really got to sure. be kidding me. Here's why it is. After hundreds of eagle-eyed consumers put down reservation fees for uh, of 911 yuan, Porsche acknowledged the dealership in the northern city of Yinchuan again, forgive me if I'm mispronouncing, had uploaded information containing a serious mistake in the listed retail price. Upon realizing its mistake, the dealership took down the incorrect information immediately. Makes plenty of sense. And here it is, Dad. The gaffe wasn't bad for everyone. Porsche said it had been in touch with the first person who had made an online reservation and, quote, negotiated an agreeable outcome regarding the one vehicle the dealership had in stock. It didn't elaborate. It sounds like one person, the first person who put down the reservation, got themselves a damn good deal on that Panamera. It, it does indeed. And, and if I may, it, it reminds me, I'm watching on Netflix right now, the show yeah. Pepsi, Where's My Jet? And back in the, um, in the early 90s, Pepsi ran a promotion that the more yeah. Pepsi you bought, you got points. And you could redeem those points for merchandise. Well, in the first TV ad that they did for it, um, they showed a a kid landing a Harrier jet at the schoolyard, and it said, Harrier jet, 7 million points. And there was no disclaimer. Um, I, I haven't gotten completely through the series yet, but, you know, there, there was a case that could be made. Well, you advertise the damn thing. Now, most people would say, yeah. okay, this is a joke. Nobody's really expecting to be able to come up with enough Pepsi points to get a Harrier jet. But 
you know, I used to work with a salesman and if you didn't spell out every little thing about a pay plan or this or that, you know, and you just thought, well, it, common sense would suggest not to this guy. OK, it has to be spelled out. That's why there has to be disclaimers. My suspicion would be is, yes, somebody somebody in China bought that Panamera for 18,000 American yeah. dollars. OK, and, and you know, I, I don't know if it was a factory owned store and they just ate it um, or if it was an independently owned store. And uh, that deal rate it, but somebody <laughs> ate it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I thought it was pretty funny when I read that line. I was like, okay, you know, advertising mistake. Oh no, they ate it. Like someone, <laughs> someone took that, which I thought yes. was pretty funny. That hey, is Dad, we've got a couple funny. other couple other comments in the chat that I think are worth pulling up. Dennis wants to yeah. know: Do any of our credit union partners finance boat purchases? Yes, they. I think they all do. They all do pretty much the full suite. Of financial products, mortgages, yes. personal loans. You can refinance with our credit union partners as well. And we've actually had quite a few Car Edge members just go in and refinance, like do the pre-qualification form. And then you get into this uh, dashboard where you can actually see your, your existing um, you know, debt. And you can refinance through credit union. Credit unions are great and we help you become a member. Okay. So if you need help becoming a member, the whole process, we help you become a member as well. So definitely take advantage of that. Jim wants to know, Dad, does our um, on the lot or in transit or does uh, days on market take into consideration on the lot versus in transit? No, it does not. The only thing that we can do to help you there, Jim, and I'll pull it up on the screen is we have an in transit flag and an in transit filter. So if you're on the car search, let me go back to results here. You should see, yeah. So for example, on this Altima, it's marked as in transit over here, but it is 13 days on the market. And then over here under availability, you can exclude in-transit vehicles from your search if you'd like. So that's one thing that I encourage people to take a look at, as well as you can actually filter by days on market as well. And dad, this ties in, you know, with this question here from Doug, he says, yes, but how do you find days on lot for a car that isn't on car edge? Not every car is on car edge. Correct. Yeah, you're hundred percent right, Doug. So if you look up at the top here and I'll zoom in on it, this is actually a button make model VIN. So if you just found a, a vehicle out there that we don't have in our car search, just, just click on VIN, paste the VIN in here, and it'll actually run what used to be our, called our market price report. It'll run a report for you as well. So you have all that and so much more. Back at all that and more. All that and more. What do you make of this comment, Dad, to wrap out today's show from King? People refusing to budge on price as sales and prices stall is as old as time. No budging until it's too late and a massive loss is incoming. What do you think, Dad? Well, I, I mean, you know, there, there are a lot of dumb dealers out there, um, you know, that, that would rather sit on inventory uh, hoping against hope that eventually they'll find that one ass that will buy it at that price. <laughs> Um, you know, meanwhile, it's cost them a ton of money to be sitting on it looking for that one person. Um, so, you know, yeah, it's unfortunate. The smart dealers uh, realize the value of turning inventory quickly, of turning metal into cash so that you can buy more metal to sell again. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, there's, there's just a lot of there's there's a lot of dealers that don't look at the bigger picture. 
unfortunately. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. Now, Dad, we are going to take a minute and look at the 45 spindle. I also want to let everyone know that today's conversation, I'm going to be tweeting about it because, and I, I know Car Dealership Guy, great Twitter account. I encourage you yes. to follow him. Um, he's he's talking about how, you know, the market, the auto market's bouncing back. And I think, Dad, based on our conversation, he's drinking the Kool-Aid when he shouldn't be. So please, if you're not following me, I am at <clears throat> Shepska over on Twitter, please give me a follow because I'm going to need all the help I can get to try and educate people on why everything we talked about earlier, why the used car and new car markets aren't bouncing back and that we're all kind of falling uh, falling prey to these headlines. The reality is inventory is building up. Demand is going down. Prices will have to go down as a result of that. So please follow over on Twitter at Shepska. Maybe dad, you'll even retweet my tweet pretty please. I would do that for you. Maybe even with Comet. Ooh. <laughs> you know, I like that. Yes. All right, Pops, I just Googled 45 Spindle. Shall I share the screen? I think you should. All right, what the heck am I looking at, Dad? That's the Spindle. That, that's what fits inside the hole of a 45 record so that you can then, oh. then put it on the, on the post so that the record can play. Oh. You know, I kind of see it. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Huh. All right. So that's 45 Spindle. And then let's check out the Car Edge logo again. And that's the Car Edge logo. Yeah. You know what? I kind of see it. Yeah. And and there's one more starred comment. And, yes. And I think you need to share that because I think... If and when we ever come up with the Car Edge merch, he deserves, this person deserves a free T-shirt. You didn't star it, Pop, so help me understand which I, one you want. I did star it. It starred on my thing. <laughs> then press the button. <laughs> oh. Well, I thought I starred it. <laughs> well, anyway, I'll find it. He said um, the Car Edge puts a spin on car sales oh yes. buying a yeah car. yeah i saw that yeah i saw that yeah saw that, that was, was a, we have to find it going. and and reward him um because that was you know the spindle for spinning the record it it all ties in or something yeah, that's pretty good yeah. i like that i like that yeah. a lot yeah I, all right dad I'm mad, I'm mad that i didn't think of it i'm mad that you didn't think of it either dad but i'm glad that someone in the community came up with it all right let's call it a show for today again okay. please over on twitter i'm going to be trying to build some support behind this that actually yeah the the industry's slowing down and that's good news for consumers we have a video actually on the car edge channel coming out on saturday talking about exactly that pops thanks for your time as always had a great time today with you and i always enjoy getting to spend 30 minutes with you so thank you well, uh, or or closer to forty, and I I just love having you in my kitchen. I can't wait, <laughs> I can't wait to to find you on my sofa. Anyway, yeah, folks, we'll be back here tomorrow at noon Eastern, nine Pacific, with more news that you can use from Car Edge. Um, have a great day, everybody. We'll see you back here tomorrow. See you, Dad. See you guys. See you, honey. Join us again next time, which is probably tomorrow, to get the news you can use from YAA. YAA is your trusted source for all things auto. Thanks for listening. See you soon.